Remediation The Family Good morning, family and friends. We wish you a great week and a wonderful upcoming year. We want to say that the best is yet to come in, in our lives. Better living, giving, better loving, and happiness. We speak into each of your lives and bless you with all the love and peace. May the grace and love of God continue to grow and remain in your family's lives. Always look to God for your first answer and then seek the guidance of Holy Spirit to lead and guide you into all truth. For those of us battling sickness and illness, we will say this prayer. Lord, if you don't move this mountain, give us the strength to climb. Also, Lord, give us you to lead us around the bad days to find you in our storm still. We love you all and pray for nothing but the will of the Almighty God for your lives. Signed, the Walkers. What is the meaning of three chords in love is not easily broken? I read a passage that made great sense to me as a young parent. It read, By yourself, you're unprotected. With a friend, you can face the worst. Can you round up a third? A three-stranded rope isn't easily broken. This was said by what the world considers the wisest man that ever lived. King Solomon's analogy provided meaning to my life and when I was struggling and barely surviving as a parent. The words to me meant that I needed help and I needed to have a relationship with God to help me pressing forward. As single parents, we are thrusted into an unknown territory of trying to figure out our lives and our children's lives while navigating through the problems and financial strains that come with being on our own with no help or assistance. It is one of the hardest things to do, and it often causes a person to give up in some way or form in their lives. Because being a parent was not meant to be a one-person, one-parent endeavor. Each child deserves a mother and father because it took two to create a baby from the womb. The passage states that by ourselves we are unprotected. This is true of being a single parent trying to push through our day and managing a, to parent a child or multiple children. We need our family's help to bring stability and peace into our lives as single parents when the other parent is not present. I can recall relying on my grandmother-in-law for help raising my children. It wasn't the best situation but I was so grateful and thankful that someone in my family was available. I often went looking for work or trying to go to school to better myself. The grandmother was there to look after my children. There were times I needed to work. She was there. Although I never heard her complain, I can imagine 
it was equally difficult for her. She was elderly and a widow with me and four children to live with. But her presence was a godsend because it gave each of us a sense of family and my children an opportunity to know and love their grandmother. Additionally, other family members were available to be a part of our lives as we strived for financial security. My mother and sisters also was instrumental in helping me with my children as a single parent. My mother welcomed us into her home after I married my second wife. It was a crowded situation with six additional people in a house with seven, sometimes eight people in a home. But we were welcome there, and it helped us to psychologically see the value of family, connection, and love. As a result of my mother taking us all in, my children are closer to her and my sisters in adulthood as a family support system. Every single parent must find a family structure to help them to instill family values in their children's lives. It is also vital that the meaning of family is defined and explained to the children from a parental perspective. The single parent must always discuss the importance of having a family and trusting in family. However, parents must be constantly mindful and watchful for opposing family members or members who are abusive or predators. It is unfortunate to think in this manner regarding family, but it is the truth. Many of us were blessed never to encounter instances of abuse or trauma. I want to say that it is never your fault. And to the single parent, this happens typically when you are in your vacuum effect of not being able to watch and protect your child or children from this ordeal. Please, single parents, the threat of abuse is real, whether you have male or female children. It is vital to find a second person or friend whom you know and believe is trustworthy to be with you and your family in a productive way. Unfortunately, single parents frequently begin to look for alternative people to come alongside them and help raise their children. There were times when I married hoping to have someone help me to raise my children. It seemed like the right approach to take seeing that I had three daughters and one son. I believe that if I were to marry and combine the family structures that it would prove to be beneficial to everyone involved. By my status as a single parent with children and another single parent with children, we would be empathetic with each other and understand the struggles well enough to make a marriage work for the good of the children long enough for all the children to reach the age of 18 years old. However, that was not the case. Consequently, as I look back on those failed marriages, 
I can see an actual flaw and deficiency in the plan or purpose of our marrying each other. You see, our hearts were not pure and accurate to love each other unconditionally and without ulterior motives. We came into the marriage with the hopes of helping each other blend families so that we can become better. We did not consider genuinely loving each other or wanting to love each child unconditionally. In those marriages, we were together but still living separate lives and ambitions under the same roof. Our blended families often would have turmoil and strife because the family's foundation was never established. Both parents did not affirm their love for each other in front of the children in a way that they saw true unconditional love and happiness between the two parents. Please know that your child or children are very smart and very receptive to feelings and emotions. Therefore, they can sense and feel when the parents aren't 100% into the marriage or relationship as they begin to pick sides, which causes a rift in the fabric of the new family. Situations sometimes develop that separate the children from becoming a cohesive, loving group. As Solomon stated, can you find another? The other person in a child's life is vital to building a structure and secure foundation of trust within the parental relationship. They can see the joy and happiness that the other person gives to the parent which causes them to desire and share in the love and happiness that both parents have grown to express for each other. Finding another to fight against trauma and suffering is hard because you are not looking for yourself. You are also looking for your family. And if you find someone you can genuinely love, it doesn't mean that your child or children will love them equally. So what do you do? How would you handle it? Are you willing to disassociate yourself from that man or woman for your children? First, you must determine personally what family is to you. According to Collins Dictionary, the definition of family means A family group of people who are related to each other, especially parents and their children. Therefore, if this definition is correct, then the child and parent relationship should always proceed over the emotional attachment of the significant other trying to build a relationship and family. This is why it is essential that each person who has a child understands that there is a special blood connection to the biological parent of the child no matter what. Therefore, understanding that and understanding this information will help build a family relationship without preconceived notions 
of becoming a primary factor in the child's life as long as the other parent is still active or alive. The relationship as a family goes further and deeper into any relationship you encounter. It is also important to know and understand how you, the individual, loves and what are your strengths and weaknesses in loving someone else. As a family, there are critical components to what define a family. You must understand that being a family is spiritual and not physical. A family must desire to always love one another unconditionally and without restraints. Family love does not hurt or traumatize one another. You might experience hurt or disappointment, but how you express and move past the pain reveals the strength of the family. Real families can agree to disagree and still unconditionally love each other no matter the cost. Also, as a family, there are no hidden agendas or extenuating circumstances of abuse or neglect happening that a family must try to cover up or keep in the family. There must be accountability on all sides and with all family members for one another to ensure the cohesiveness of the family remains strong. The family also means respect and admiration for the accomplishments of growing old in the family. Every family has a hierarchy. Each family has older people in them that are in place to provide guidance, wisdom, and opinion regarding the family's character. However, there are older generations of the family who are not upholding the mantle of matriarch or patriarch in the family due to divorce, remarrying, separation, or trauma. This is something that the family must rely heavily upon. The third strand that King Solomon mentions, as it said, a three-stranded rope isn't easily snapped. When a family faces trauma such as incest, rape, physical and mental abuse, divorce, teen pregnancy, and ultimately death, this is a trying time for the family to adjust or believe it could happen. Another explanation of a family is unconditionally loving a person who inflicts pain and suffering on another family member which completely goes against the understanding of family protection within the family. Each family member should feel that family is the safest place to join because we are related by blood, marriage, adoption, and a shared belief system. It would be hard for the family to accept or condone such actions from another family and their not be consequences. As family leaders, we must lead by an excellent example of love and respect that allows our family model to permeate down to the youngest family member and through the generations of our lineage. Therefore, 
A great example of love and respect can be learned by understanding God's will and plans for his believers. Finally, the third strand in the family should be the worship and commitment as a family to God. God desires our worship and praise. In the Bible, there are examples of love and family worship. The children of Israel worshiped God and offered sacrifices for the mercy and grace he bestowed upon them. It is easier to stand together in love as a family when building a faith system that incorporates family prayer and discussion. Families must include telling their testimony of love, grace, and mercy to the younger generations so that they can hear and witness firsthand the blessings and mercy of God. The Bible explains our breakthroughs and victories are found in it, the testaments of our lives regarding how God helped, fixed, and intercedes in our lives. Family history and love are essential to hold on to because it provides a staging area for others to find balance and identity of who they are and how strong they are from generation to generation. God ordains family to be the beginning of pastoral work. This work is service and being a servant to others in our concentric circle. Loving, caring, and forgiving those that trespass against the fabric of love and grace within the family. The vacuum effect would not destroy the family if they are centered in God or have a family relationship with God. It is paramount that the third strand in each family relationship has a God factor. The God factor is the ability to trust and need God for everything. One of the things that God was displeased with the children of Israel were their ability not to need or want him. They turned to other gods to worship and thus continuously dismissed God's mercy and love for them. God loves family and family worship and desires family worship to include him. God told everyone that he has a plan and purpose for our lives if we open our family and hearts to him. He will keep our family in perfect peace. Unfortunately, this may not eliminate the vacuum effect from happening to someone in the family. The family can gather around and help the family member who is in trouble find answers or comfort as they walk through the storms. Often, we find that family members give up too quickly on a struggling member and thus alienating them from the group. However, this is the worst time to ostracize a member. When we discover that a family member has come out to be gay, there should still be acts of love and compassion for the family member regardless of their sexual preference. 
the person you know is still there. How they choose to be intimate is different. The family member may be confused and scared about their new revelation or feelings and genuinely need a familiar face to confide with. For some people who decide to make such a drastic decision, this could result from a vacuum effect of abuse, trauma, or something in their past that was never resolved. Lastly, it could be that they were deeply hurt and a person took advantage of them to influence their lifestyle and change. This should be the absolute time to embrace them in love and empathy. The family's responsibility is to love the person regardless of their actions. I say this because many of us have vices and characteristics that people disagree with. But it does not take away from the heart of the person toward their family. Let them know that they are not alone. Their family is with them and the Almighty God is with them to help them understand how he feels about the matter. Lastly, family is like multiple hands, arms, and hearts connecting to reveal love, grace, peace, joy, and support to each person and their companionship. It would not be easy to keep the family connected when violent acts, sexual deviation, or traumatic situations happen at the hands of a family member. This is why it is crucial to seek out examples of how God loves us and still cares for us as his creation, but does not like these actions or how we have behaved. Yet he finds mercy and grace to give us. As a family, we must find ways to love the family member, hold each of them accountable for their actions, and allow their path to be laid out according to the if and then statement. For the family, the if and then statements means if a person does right, then right will follow. However, if a person does wrong, wrong will follow. Ultimately, forgiveness is key to keeping the family together. There will be instances of a vacuum effect happening, tearing the family fabric apart. Still, we must be stronger and more resilient in our desire to keep the family together and connected. When a loved one who has been the glue to keeping the family together suddenly dies, another family member must step up and take on the responsibility of keeping the family close and connected. I am reminded of a passage that was read to me one day. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. These were Jesus Christ's words as he explained that a house divided could not stand. These are the words that every house must try to uphold and live by, maintaining a cohesive structure 
that continues to strengthen despite problems and circumstances. Finding a solid base for family members to return to is important to every family member's ability to feel grounded and connected to a tree with life and love. Overall, a family needs to have a comprehensive understanding of worship and praise to God in order to keep themselves connected in common belief and adoration for a family with three strands of love centered in God.